Hello, mummers. Laurie here, and today we are chatting all about baby toys, gadgets, and activity centers, and whether they are helpful or harmful to a baby's development. Enjoy. Hey, mama, I'm sending you wonderful pregnancy vibes. It's time for you to guide you through. Let's take some time for you. It's pregnancy with physio Laura. But this is episode five of a five-part kids physio series with the incredible Nicole Pates, a titled pediatric physiotherapist. And if you haven't already listened to the first four episodes in this series, make sure you go back at some stage and give them a listen. We cover topics such as the importance of play when it comes to achieving baby milestones and ways that we can find more joy in our parenting journey when we're trying to coach our babies. We also discuss the different ways to do tummy time, how to encourage your child to crawl by making slight alterations in your environment and everything you need to know when considering purchasing a baby carrier. Now, we are constantly creating new and amazing podcast series, so make sure you do subscribe to the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast so that you don't miss any of our future podcast series coming up. And if you want to access the exclusive bonus content for this Kids Physio series, we do have four bonus videos available to members inside the Pregnancy Posse where Nicole talks us through different play-based ideas for babies aged zero to three months old. Now, this entire podcast series and all our other previous podcast series, along with any exclusive member-only bonus content, is all live right now inside the Pregnancy Posse. So if you'd love to access all the bonus content and listen to or watch this entire podcast series right now, rather than waiting for future episodes to come out, then please do check out the Pregnancy Posse. I have taken my years of experience helping pregnant and postnatal women as a women's health physiotherapist and made this accessible to every wonderful woman online inside the Pregnancy Posse. So when you join the Pregnancy Posse, I will personally guide you week by week through your pregnancy with safe weekly workouts tailored to your exact week of pregnancy. I also do a weekly Q&A session where I answer all of your burning pregnancy questions. There is a wonderful community forum where you can ask any question that you've got about your pregnancy and we have an amazing resources library which covers topics so that you do not have to go down the dreaded Google rabbit hole. Now, I would love to help you have a healthy, active, pain-free pregnancy. So just head over to thepregnancyposse.com to see what the Pregnancy Posse is all about and to trial it for seven days. Now, let's get into episode five of our five-part kids physio series chatting all about baby toys and activity centers and whether they are worth spending your money on or not. Enjoy. There's, you know, like four-year-olds that will like play with your baby nicely because they're not their sibling vying for attention um, <laughs> while you're doing something. Whereas we don't really, we don't have that anymore. And so some like, and, you know, just being through COVID and lockdowns and like the, there's this huge movement on Instagram, like free the babies from the containers. I'm like, these poor mums who have nothing at the moment and you want them to like give up their only support that they have. So there's definitely a place for these things um then there's some physio things that I consider and one of the biggest things is time and frequency of use so if you're using something every day from like you know an extended period um which could be 30 minutes or more um and every day or twice a day like the more you use something the less baby the more you use these things the less baby has the free ability to explore their own body 
So um, whereas when they're on the floor, on their back, on their tummy, on their side, they can sort of move however they want, try to position themselves however they want. Whereas when they're in these things, they're stuck standing or they're stuck sitting. And I would ask you, if you were feeling, you know, if you imagine that you're a little baby and you haven't yet stood up or you're not yet sitting and someone put you in this container, like, you don't have that option. So that's where it's really important you understand your baby's cues and things like that. And I would probably recommend using it less for less time and less frequency if if that's, you know, if you're trying to if you're trying to figure that out. Or double the free floor play afterwards if you can't. Mm. But you're like, I just really need that time. Just try and double that doesn't have to be all at once, but you know, you can have try and fit more free floor play in throughout the day. Mm. So kind of give them that opportunity to explore their body. The second thing comes to sort of like their orthopedic development. So for the sitting devices, like, you know, if they aren't able to hold their trunk up, like if you can't hold them around the waist and they can't hold themselves upright, like bumbos aren't going to be super fun for them because they don't have that postural control yet. And if you are, if you can't stand them by just supporting their trunk and they can stand happily there, standing stations and jolly jumpers aren't going to be super fun for them because they're going to be like real, really in, like floppy in that. Um, and that's why a lot of people say maybe seven months before putting them in in one of those stations where you stand them in. But again, and that's part of hip development too because the hips start to become a little bit more mature and um, in their shape and boniness around that six-month mark. Um, but um, And so that's where, like, there's grey, So, but I always think about time and frequency and I have a really nice IGTV on it where I go, IGTV where I go into a lot of depth because um, I don't think you should be judged for using them. Many people feel like, oh, my God, I'm using, like, you know, I've damaged my baby. No, and even if they are a little bit behind in their movement skills because they've spent a lot of time, they have a flat head, they're so adaptable. You just need mm. to change a little bit um um but i'm just and the jolly jumpers things is is probably the biggest sticking point for lots of people in that um babies love them you know like you know kids love those things i love those things at the shopping center where you bounce around but i can't do it for more than 10 minutes god i'm exhausted and i'm a fully grown like you know running adult like that can do all these things so like they are fun for babies but they can they they I think that you need to consider the time um one is if they're jumping before they're even being able to stand like there's no research on it but they're like you have to think of the you couldn't do any research on it because they would say well, what are the orthopedic consequences so the consequences on their bone and their bone development we don't know but then the research people aren't going to let us go try and put all these babies in jolly jumpers for an hour and then look at their bones because it's not really ethical because they're not yet standing they don't have that muscle support like it's probably more likely to do not so good things than good things. And that's why, like, I haven't had one myself, but heaps of heaps of my friends have. But I would always encourage people to only start using jolly jumpers once their babies were happy to be, you know, supported in standing and being able to put weight through their feet um, and being able to sort of hold themselves upright and have that core control. But, I, you know, I've spoken to orthopedic surgeons who've put 10-month-olds in jolly jumpers or, or activity stations because they've had hip dysplasia and they're, like, don't want to put their feet down yet. And they're like, oh, no, 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 so, like, put them in standing. They need to experience that. We could be a bit nicer and graded about that. <laughs> um, or, like, you know, older kids even that um, are really, like, you know, that need some calf strengthening being, you know, using jolly jumpers. So, you know, the two-year-old's 18 months old. So I think that um, there's always... 
nothing is ever black and white. There's lots of grey, but like you know your baby best and you know their development. And there are some babies that are pulling to stand at six months and there are some babies that, you know, there's lots of different things happening for you and your child. But um, the one thing to remember is they're not going to, putting a baby in a walk car like with the wheels, um, that's actually probably the only one I say no, no to. And because the wheels trip on things and um, the walkers flip and they there's been a high incidence of like, um, skull fractures <laughs> across the world and so some countries have, have banned them um because of that um but then you know there's a cultural impact some families just have walkers within their family and you know they don't have all the trippy rugs and stuff but as a general rule we say that there's more of an injury risk from the tripping of the wheels for the, those wheeled walkers that walk around not the ones that they get up and push but the ones okay. that you put. um yes. okay yeah that would probably be the only one that i'd say uh mm -mm. um yeah, um but yeah the rest is it's gray and and um time frequency baby development your culture your well-being and need for um extra pairs of hands are all things that would come into decision making um for that but you should never feel guilty for wanting 10 minutes to yourself to do something yeah you know? i love that i think that's such sensible and beautiful advice because like like you've seen and i see as well mums mm are so quick to beat themselves up um, because they need time. So therefore they're putting, you know, I had a big issue around when I started screen time with my oldest and God, I felt like the worst woman in the world. But I was like, right now it's either grumpy mum or 15 minutes of a show. And, you know, you have to weigh these things up and you have to take the pressure off for sure. Because like you said, we don't have the village like we used to. So you need to somehow buy yourself some time and some freedom and some space. And that's okay. That's perfectly normal. And I like that you said kids are resilient. So it's rarely ever too late or ever too far down a track that you can't help them come back or play in a different way or move in a different area mm. i'm just thinking because i know there's also a lot of pressure well i see it anyway mm. with instagram and social media yeah. and it's all about the minimal toys and the wooden toys and the you know very more bare environments versus mm. i'm picturing you know like the flashy lights and the plastic toys and the colors everywhere and mm. you know maybe thinking under stimulation versus over stimulation um are kids smart enough to just work out what they want to play with, how much stimulation they want and what they need? Or is there some signs, and I'm throwing this new one at you, but mm. is there some signs that maybe we can look for as parents that might suggest that there's too much in their environment or too much going on or maybe not enough and they seem to not be engaging well? I think that um, I use the menu example. Like if you're out for dinner and there's so much on the menu, it's like overwhelming. Whereas if there's like four or five things, you're like I can pick that. And so it's the same with our kids when it comes to toys. Like it doesn't mean that you can't have more toys, but in that environment at the moment, giving them choice but less choice is, is it's easier for them to decide what to play with and play with it for a longer time. That's what they're finding. Um, and that's what, like, as parents you find as well and and um, them being able to see it, you know, rather than having to dig, you know, the older kids dig through boxes and things like that. But um, the wooden toys versus flashy toys, we use flashy toys a lot in therapy because they are cause and effect. So, you know, the sound, so you push it 
and a sound happens. And so babies really like that because they can like do something and something happens and they can, oh, did I do that? I'll do it again. But it doesn't need to be a flashy light where we just use it in therapy because it's motivating, it's got lots of things happening and we want therapy to be really motivating and fun um, because usually kids find it, you know, they, they're challenged by things. Whereas at home with typical developing kiddos, um, cause and effect doesn't have to be push a button, flash a light. It can be shake a rattle, rattle and something happens or kick a ribbon with a bell on it and the bell rings or kick the oven tray and the oven tray bangs. And Oh, did my foot do that? Oh, yeah, it did. Or, um, you know, simple things or splashing or you know all of those things together so it's just them figuring out that their body does something and then something happens from that body or um their mouth their mouth is like that's the the, the best toys or ones that can stick in their mouth and because the mouth is like that sensory exploration center for them when they're so when they're really young and so the mouthing is something like things that are safe for them to mouth and the different you know plastic versus the safe woods versus other things um but i'm still all about that variety whether it be like because you really when it comes back to it your baby's favorite toy is you um but for me i need some space too so i have to find some other options for baby <laughs> but um yeah and it can and it doesn't it can be bought toys they can be diy toys they can obviously toilet rolls aren't as safe to mouth i am um, must have given Claire, missed miss see too many toilet rolls because we went to the shops the other day, she's sitting in the trolley and I put a cardboard box in there of, oh, an AK meal, a frozen AK meal for like the nights when I get home late. I was like, chuck one of them, turn around five minutes later, she's eating half the cardboard box. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> the lady at the checkout was like, oh, I half eaten box. Um, but anyway, it's great. I I fed her today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> desperate for the frozen meal um and so again it's just about following your baby's lead and what what they would like in terms of toys and experimenting with different things and and what really drives their motivation but you know there's all those videos and you do it with your own kid or give you like the remote control or the rattle and they're like oh make sure because they want to do what you're doing and they see you with these your phone your keys all these things like I want that because I see you use that um and so yeah I like that's why I love the DIY play at home but I mix it up with toys we have so many toys um and when I'm picking toys I'm trying to pick toys that will grow through development for different reasons as well um but you know I'll still buy the activity tables that flash you know they pull themselves up onto because they can be cool for other things too um but marketplace um or like in now your own mother's group especially if they've got older kids like a hand like passing toys around is really rotating toys so the kids um kids um remain interested and engaged is really cool so yeah I really, uh, we actually yeah. have a toy library where we are yeah yeah or the toy library Right too, yeah. Oh, they're fantastic. So yep. for someone like myself, I just aesthetically hate seeing a whole room of toys. Yeah. So the toy yep. library ticks all my boxes because they have the big chunky seesaws and things like that. Yes. You don't want four of them in your no. tiny little lounge room space, but no. you want to rent that for three weeks. Yeah. Yeah, while they're really interested in that because babies will go through bits where they test these skills. So when a baby discovers a skill, they will just do it non-stop for anywhere between like two or three days to two or three weeks and like i just repetitively do it and you're like oh my god they're going just going up and down the cushions up and down over over or they're just eating that rattle non-stop and then like it'll just 
phase out and then they'll be eating their foot or then they'll be, you know, rolling to the side or they'll be doing something or putting things in things, pulling things out things. And they'll go through these like really repetitive, intense phases. And that's why I love the toy libraries or the rotating toys because you can pick something they can really hone into. And then when they move on to the next thing and you're like, ah, now I see they're poking things in things. Okay, we need poking toys or pulling things. Well, she keep pulling my, what can I give it a pull? And so you'll see that they're trying to, like the toys that you want are not just toys. They're like, they're, they're tools for them to discover their skills and how things interact with each other. And um, that's, I think, the first mistake I made, even as a pediatric video, knowing all this, I'm like, oh, buy this pop-up toy for him at like six months. I do not care. I just want to yeah. eat it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, you think they look really cool and you're like, yes, these toys, but really, um, yeah. And it's like the, the tr- like trike versus scooter first birthday, yeah. like do we buy? And I, my kids are really cool. So I'm like, I'll just buy a truck, like, you know, buy these things because I know that they're going to fit on them. Whereas I always say to parents, if you want to buy a, a ride on trike or ride on something, measure their like foot to their crotch because a lot of the trikes out there that you see, if your baby's, you know, average or smaller won't fit your child and so they won't be able to use them. And that's where scooters can be really cool as well, um, you know, where you sit on and then move forward. So, and so yeah. And you can see how you just accumulate. <laughs> yeah, yes. But, um, we just hand me down everything so we rotate Thanks. stuff. Yes, I, I thought I would be very minimal and which for like, you know, toys I guess I am. But mm. we have, when it comes to bikes and scooters, we have like, mm two scooters, two trikes, two balance bikes, one pedal bike, four skateboards, two scooter boards. And it's just a nightmare. But somehow things on wheels have just gotten out of control in our house. <laughs> I've yeah. only got two kids. <laughs> yeah. You have boys or girls, Laura? What uh, one of each. Yeah. Yeah. My son just like, oh, I'm a two-wheeled scooter. No, I'm a bike. No, I want to. <laughs> and the options in the morning, we go and get a coffee every morning and we <laughs> transport ourselves there somehow so it's like mm. oh, i want to ride this morning and and you just I'm end up hundred percent. the pram <laughs> is empty but i'm carrying bikes in the pram instead so it's it's hilarious the pram is just my bike carrier really <laughs> oh i love that I think that that really helps to summarize though because i know that a lot of um like i said marketing is really clever these days and mm. i know a lot of parents get sucked into, oh, maybe my child needs that because it says it's developmental and educational and blah, 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 blah. But I think you've towed a really nice line again between they can be great, but like they're not absolutely necessary either. Like there's a really healthy balance. And the I really like it. get you a really good container to throw your baby in. Bring yeah. it around. <laughs> I almost think I want to name this episode this, but you said, you are your baby's favorite toy. And I was yes. like, that, that sums it up. <laughs> yeah. You are, you are. Yes. Like, you know, and they, yeah, you are your baby's favorite toy. Obviously, there'll be times where they're happy playing with other things, but, you know, you trump, you trump everything. Absolutely. And that's not, no, even no matter how much you think you're failing or you're not doing enough, you're still their favorite. Correct. Yeah, I love that. Nicole, yeah. this has been a wonderful chat. I've learned so much from you. I love your ethos around play and physiotherapy and helping 
parents mm. to understand their children better without the stress and the anxiety and the pressure on milestones. And I just can see every woman, because majority of my listeners are women, I can just see them listening to these episodes and oh. just feeling really reassured that they're not doing anything wrong, their babies are normal, everything's going to be all right. So, <laughs> yeah. And even if you think something's not right, people will have, like, there's so much help. You can get help and it's not you. You're not alone in anything, which is, which is really lovely these days as well. Like, you know, it's gone to the days where if you thought something was up, you didn't really know who to contact. Like there are people that can definitely help or know who can help. So. Yes, absolutely. There's pediatric physios yeah. all over. So, yeah. um, and maybe just to clarify, because it's in Victoria, you don't need a GP referral. I imagine that's the same for WA. Yeah. yeah. So that's another good thing to know is that you don't um, need to get a referral to see them like you would a specialist. Um, you yeah. can go straight to seeing them. Probably really generous. We love our patients and we, we try and do as much, you know, to help before you need to come and see us anyway. So sometimes like people say, oh, my baby's not crawling at eight months. So should I be worried? I'm like, no, not if you're seeing this. Like, oh, I feel better about this. Cool. Okay, thanks. Yeah. And I'm, oh, I should have brought them in. <laughs> but yeah. I think. You know, it's better that I use my time for the kids that are needing therapy rather than like, you know, if I can help them and they don't need to get to therapy, that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's been yeah. wonderful. Hey, mamas, Laura here, and I hope you enjoyed that episode and feel comfortable with your understanding of these baby activity centers and gadgets. So as Nicole and I discuss, Many products can get a bad rap these days for how they may affect your baby's development, i.e. the jolly jumper and the bumbo and how it affects your child's hip development. But I love Nicole's take on this in that you don't need to fret about using these if they are used in the right way with the right timing with the right frequency. And I also love that she mentioned that they will not accelerate your baby's development because sometimes really good marketing strategies can have you feeling like you're missing out on supporting your child's growth if you don't buy these products. So if you'd like to learn more from Nicole, you can find her on Instagram at Nicole underscore Kids Physio. And I would always love to hear from you over on my socials at Physio Laura and let me know what your favorite learning was from this entire podcast series. And if there are any other topics that you'd love for me to talk about with Nicole. And if you haven't already, just subscribe to the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast so you don't miss any of the incredible podcast series that we have coming up. And remember that for most series of the podcast, we do record the exclusive bonus content for Pregnancy Posse members. And in the bonus member-only episode for this Kids Physio series, Nicole shares with us four bonus videos demonstrating play-based ideas for babies aged zero to three months old. Now, inside the Pregnancy Posse, you'll also find our weekly guided pregnancy workouts, an extensive resources library on birth preparation, pelvic floor exercises, yoga and meditation, plus a wonderful community forum and weekly Q&A sessions with myself. I would love to help you have a wonderful pregnancy, birth and postnatal experience. So just visit thepregnancyposse.com to see what the Pregnancy Posse is all about. I will catch you soon for our next amazing podcast series that we have coming up. But until then, mamas, sending you wonderful pregnancy vibes and enjoy the incredible journey that is pregnancy.